you are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you guys Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. I really didn't even want to start talking. That's a vibe right there. That's a nice little vibe. Um, who is the artist, though? Come on. Come on, Andy. Wait, it's, can I get, get, keep you in mind? It's off oh, the it's, show. It's off the show. I believe Insecure. Uh, the individual's name is Gordon Banks. Keep I knew mind. that. I knew that. Okay, but yeah. Okay, but shout out to Gordon Banks. That's somebody who's got next for real, too. For real. Yeah, if y'all really want to know. Um, happy Friday, you guys. Happy Friday and happy December 1st. Do you know what this means? It means we can officially, officially start putting up our Christmas lights and Christmas trees. Andy, did you start to do it already? or No, but I mean, I've seen Christmas trees, Christmas trees, lights, and all that stuff mm-hmm. popping up last week. Yeah. And yeah. today, I know Big Lots ain't no big store like that. Yeah. But Big Lots was packed. I've never seen Big Lots packed like that ever in my life. And I was just like, <laughs> why? And I was like, oh, it was December 1st. I, people got paid, and I guess it's, you know, December, <laughs> Christmas time. That's a reason. Makes sense, but man, Big Lots? Yeah, Big Crowded? Lots is, no, first of all, Big Lots put some respect on Big Lots' name. Now, there's one that has closed over where I live, and so I don't know where the next nearest Big Lots is, but but also, Big Lots is amazing for Christmas items. They are amazing, so I understand why the line was out the, uh, was out the door. But, you know, you're right. People have been starting to put up... Um, you know, they're Christmas trees and Christmas lights, but a lot of people cannot understand that because if you're still if you haven't even gotten to Thanksgiving yet, people don't understand putting up Christmas lights. But I'm all about that Christmas life. You know what I'm saying? So but I'm going to put over in the poll. I'll, I'll ask you. I would like to know, have you already started to put up your Christmas lights or is it a, you know, now that we're in a December 1st kind of deal uh, that you're able to start now? I want to know that from you. Um, listen, another great show on tap for you today. I'm excited about this one just because it's Friday and we're going to have a little bit of fun with these conversations and of course i have an amazing contributor who's usually in the studio with us but she's on the line today which is is fine she is she's amazing like that so she's going to give the same insight she's going to give the same energy and all of that great stuff over the phone but if you want to call in and give us your opinions on any of the topics you can do that by calling 1-800-920-1580 You could also join us right now over in our YouTube, which you guys are starting to come in already. Hello to you. I see you guys. Yes. Happy Friday. Um, We're we're going to get to all of that. I actually don't have many updates for you. Actually, one that is not necessarily entertainment related, but I have to I have to say this. We know that uh, the the former officer, Derek Chauvin, had been um, he had been stabbed in prison. Now, what you may not have known is that he was stabbed 22 times and he survived. He survived. He survived. And, uh, you know, uh, apparently the, the man who who assaulted him uh, is now being charged for attempted murder. But, yeah, that was that was no that was no easy feat. That man survived 22 stabbings. That is Wow. Like what a story to tell. That man has a story to tell. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and get into the raw report, Andy. Now it's time for a breakdown. OK, um, <laughs> we're 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 watching right now the trial of 
uh, rapper Young Thug, and we're seeing what's going on with his trial over in Atlanta. However, Fulton, uh, it's actually Fulton County in, in uh, Georgia. However, one of the things that had been up for debate and uh, in this particular trial is whether or not they were able to use the, the rap lyrics of his songs against him. So things that he had been talking about, rapping about, bragging about in his songs, were those real life lyrics that that really that you could attribute to his life or were they made up? Well, a rapper now, a very popular rapper, rapper Fat Joe, is saying that 95, okay, 95% of his rap lyrics are untrue. They are lies. This is what he says. Uh, I have so many things that I, ha I have questions about it. I have things that I got to say. We're going to get into that on the other side. Uh, we're also going to talk about Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley, who uh, <laughs> he sent to, he, he's laughing at some men. I got to I got to talk to the, the guys out here. I want to know if uh, if you use roadside assistance, does that make you any <laughs> does it make you any less masculine or manly if you use roadside assistance where he is laughing at men who are using roadside assistance for flat tires and whatnot we're going to talk about that also on the other side i can't wait to get to it you are listening to the rob report on kbla talk 1580 stay right there hey what's up it's your girl bb and you're listening to me on the rob report on kbla talk 1580 well, I am excited to have with us on the line Stephanie O. Hello to you, Stephanie O. Hey, hey, how are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. Thank you so much. My my question for you is, have you already gone to the theater to see Beyonce, uh, her movie Renaissance, the film? Uh, because I know you are a huge Beyonce fan and you went to several of the Re Renaissance concerts. Have you gone to see the movie yet? <laughs> I'm seeing it later on tonight. See, so. I knew I was on to something. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. Good for you. you and I'm, I'm going to go as well. I probably won't dress up in, you know, glitter and silver and whatnot, but I'll go. I'm still going to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to yeah, be great. Yeah, I'm not going to do the, I'm not dressing up and doing all of that, but I'll be going later tonight. And uh, the concert was amazing, so... I'm hoping to have an amazing time. Very, very good. Well, I'm happy you are joining me on today's conversation. Um, let's get started by talking about uh, Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley, as we oh. all know, who is currently he is a, um, a radio host, but he does so many things. He's a comedian, actor, mm -hmm. uh, funny guy. He's a he's a he's a wonderful guy. Um, but he reposted something that had gone viral recently. There was a video where this man and his woman, we're assuming uh, it's his woman, they're standing outside of what looks to be his car. The hood is up, and he's sort of standing there, like, not knowing necessarily what to do. His woman is looking at him. He's looking at his woman. And they're pouring, you know, some, like, antifreeze or something in there. And uh, the person who is recording this video is is slamming the man he's basically like look look where we have come <laughs> as men um he says that right. it's sad basically well um that the question it, it actually got me to thinking um once i saw ricky smiley reposted and he had laughing emojis he thought it was funny but 
I it really made me question: Have we gotten to a point where? Because um, I know every everything that that exists these days, uh, it's usually about convenience. You know, comfort mm-hmm. is making things easier for us. Roadside assistance, though, are, is is a man less manly for using roadside assistance, or or is that just being smart? You know. So my thing with it is, I don't want to say that a man is less manly for using roadside assistance. And the reason I don't want to say that is because I feel that women should know how to change a tire as Come well. Come on now. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, a, it's a, a, a survival thing more than it is a feminine or masculine thing. Mm. Um, and so it, it's like cooking, for example. I, I think we're far beyond the, the place where it's like, Every woman should know how to cook. It should be everybody mm-hmm. to know how to cook. You need to cook to survive. So, you know, I feel that um, roadside existence exists because, like you said, it is about, it's about convenience. And not just convenience. Sometimes when even when it comes to changing a tire or, or antifreeze or whatever the case may be, some things can be a little bit more complicated mm-hmm. than, you know, they seem. Um, but it's, it doesn't make you more or less manly if you don't know how to change a tire, but it's best that for survival, you do know how to change a tire, whether you're a man or a woman. Changing a tire is, and I actually agree with you. Um, I, I would say that (laughs) uh, maybe just short of, you know, fixing, I don't know, a transmission or something like that. I think women should be well equipped to handle a vehicle these days. I mean, these days it's 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 a lot different though, by the way. I mean, because cars are newer, you have um you know, back in the day we used to call them buckets or you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You used to have a bucket and uh-huh. your car was always going through something. And so you had more of a uh you all you had more of a tendency to go to get it fixed or learn how to fix it because your car was always broken for lack of a better word. Uh, but now, nowadays there are all these newer cars, so we don't have as many issues with things like that. But, um, so I, I have to say, I agree that women should know how to, you know, basically survival of the fittest, you know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't have to yeah. need a man to, um, to help you out if you're ever in a situation like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I heard people arguing that, you know, if you have roadside, it's smart, number one, to have a roadside assistance. Uh, again, not having anything to do with masculinity or femininity, but it's just wise to have a roadside assistance because you never know where you could oh, end sure. up. You know, you could end up in a, you know, God forbid, a ditch somewhere or somewhere like in some mud and you need a, a truck. You need some roadside assistance to come and pull you out. So it's always good to have the service. Um Andy, you you were nodding your head, or you you said that you would you would basically right now use roadside assistance if uh, if the tire were flat. I don't care about anybody's opinion about masculinity. I'm comfortable <laughs> with who I am. You feel me? Can I change a tire? Yeah, if need be. But you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and call uh, roadside assistance. Can you make me a meal? Exactly. <laughs> I can cook. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's it's fair. Um, someone who said, you know, if I have the services, if, I, if I'm already paying for the service, why wouldn't I call them to use uh, a roadside assistance? I mean, you know, for a flat tire. Uh, I think it's a fair point. I definitely think it's a fair point. Uh, Fahima Sex says, I had a student who shared that she broke up with a guy because he used roads. <laughs> Come on. Are you kidding me? 
he broke she broke up with the guy <laughs> because he used roadside assistance and didn't know how to change his tire. Are those insinuations uh anything telling you that if you are dating someone, let's just make it plain and simple. If you're dating someone and he has to call roadside assistance, are those giving you um are those red flags or that, is that any indication that he won't know how to handle business as a man for anything in the future? I mean, you know, for me, well, okay, so here's the thing. I, you know, I love a man who can fix things. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Love a man. I'm from the South. So I love a man who can build a house. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> but if he calls, if he has roadside assistance, that tells me he's prepared. So he does know how to handle business, right? That's so, what okay, I'm saying. Okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We're good. He does know how to handle it. It's one thing if he's just sitting there looking like a dummy and I and expects me to change it. And then now I'm looking at us crazy. Like, hold on, what are you doing? <laughs> now now we, uh, we're two grown adults sitting here and you want me, I'm in a dress, going on a date, changing a tire. Now now I'm angry. Absolutely. But, you know, if, <laughs> if he has road, roadside assistance, I'm assuming he he's a responsible adult who pays bills on time. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's the the point exactly to Fahima, whoever that student was, you know, that is actually pretty um, sad. Jamal uh, Hakim says, Fahima, that's her loss. These new tires ain't no joke. And if you don't have at least a heavyweight jack in your car, forget it. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Andy is applauding. That is absolutely true. Houston, Texas says today's cars are really advanced and it is a blessing to have roadside assistance. You know, it's just funny how uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. These cars are newer. They're more advanced. Uh, the technology is a little bit different. The, the systems within the cars are different. You want somebody to come in and uh, be able to to handle those types of things for you. Lavelle Delone says, anything short of an emergency or time crunch, AAA is my best friend. Why reheat in the oven if you have a microwave? Uh, work smarter, not harder. You know, to the point that you were making, though, Stephanie, um, for me, it's about knowing that my man doesn't have to get his hands dirty, per se. You don't have to get down there in your suit. You know what I'm saying? If you if you get a flat tire on the on the side of the road. But as long as you know who to call or to get us out this situation, I'm going to be all right. Uh, Andy, look, we're in different times now. Right. They took away trades from the school. Right. So if you're not a, a son or daughter uh, of a mechanic or a mechanic family, you know, what I'm saying who's going to teach you. You feel me? Yep. I mean, unless you, you know, I mean, there's YouTube University. You know, and I mean, you got Uber, you got Lyft, you got all, yeah. everything is microwave. You yeah, feel me? So like yeah. people aren't even thinking about, oh, let me go ahead and fix a tire. I could easily make a phone call or you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and call Lyft, mm. you know? So are these things to our detriment, though? Stephanie, give me your thoughts. I mean, everything really is easier. Everything is a a, a push, a dial, a button, a call away. You know, um, and so we don't I have think to- convenience. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I think convenience, in a sense, is to our detriment. And the reason I say that is because, and, and I'm guilty of this, like, my son, he's 19 years old, and I, I've probably said this a million times, like, he's a, he's a pilot. He can fly planes. He cannot drive a car. And mm. he's 19 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like one of those things where he takes Ubers and Lyfts everywhere, and I'm like, you might need to learn how to drive one day. Uh, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> that's an important life skill. But, you know, it's like, I think that convenience is to our detriment because, yeah, things become so convenient that you forget 
or you don't learn how to do the things that you may need when there's an emergency or, you know, there is, you know, just, just the necessity of things that, you know, you'll need someday. You may not need it now, but you'll need it someday. Mm-hmm. Like there will, there may not be a Lyft or an Uber. There may not be a roadside assistance that can save you. Um, you may be, you know, they're just survival things because you never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just good to have those things in your back pocket. So it's important to be willing to learn it. Mm. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, so even if it's not, you know, in that moment, just be willing to learn. And like you said, there's YouTube University. Yeah. Be willing to look it up mm-hmm. and pull it up and learn <laughs> yeah. how to do it. I, I'm, listen, if good. all else fails, YouTube University is the, let me tell you, that is the business there. Uh, Michael Irvin Walker says, a man should not use roadside assistance waiting two hours for someone to come change a tire when you should be able to do it yourself in 20 minutes or so. A jack comes with all cars, always has. Wow. Uh, So there's somebody who agrees with uh, Ricky Smiley. Forrest Harrison says, I just taught my 20-year-old son to change his brakes, rotors, and pads. He wanted to learn after he saw the price to get it done. That's a whole other thing right there. Uh, Just learning for the sake of, um, I I just think that that is really, I'm I'm one of those people. Don't get me wrong. uh, I I love being able to utilize other people who uh, they 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 are experts in their field, right? If you, this is what you get paid to do, and this is a trade, uh, and if it's more convenient for me, I try to utilize you. However, I think it's so important to know how to do some things. I think it's you know some mm-hmm. some little basic essential things. I have to give my grandfather the biggest shout out. Charles Hicks, I have to give him a shout out because out of all the cousins and and sisters and siblings and brothers and all the people who are in our family, my grandfather was a mechanic for many years and he taught us. I remember having getting my very first car, my very first uh it was a truck. It was a Ford Ex, uh Ford Ex, Ex, Explorer. It was a Ford Explorer and I took it to him and he showed me, he was like, this is how you change your oil. This is how, I mean, uh, you know, literally some of the basic things, um, just as a woman, he was like, you should always know certain things, always the, the basic things. And I have to shout him out for that because that helped me feel empowered. And you don't know how many times I have been under my hood. And I'd I'd be hearing from, you know, passerbys like, oh, you know how to do that? I, I don't know a woman who knows how to, you know, put put in different fluids in her car. But that was all thanks to my, my grandfather. I think we should all know how to do uh, certain things. My thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, agree. Marcus Atkins says, I have no problem calling roadside assistance. That's what it's used for. I paid too much for insurance to not use it. Jamal Hakeem, the the jacks in new cars are dangerous. I guess maybe dangerous if you do not know what you're doing. And uh, he says, good to learn a lot is on YouTube for sure. Um, Penny Thompson, she's shouting out my grandfather as well, said he taught her too. Yeah, all the all the girls, all the women who were in the family, he made sure that we knew how to uh, how to get some things done. But I want to go back to this uh, this detriment. Okay, I I do feel like let's get off the of tires for a quick second. You know, back in the day when you would meet someone and we didn't have cell phones, and they would say, and they were like, they'd be like, take my number down, and you don't have access to a pen or a pencil and they told you their number you committed 
that number to your memory. You would say it, you would repeat it over and over again until you got access to a pen or pencil. And then you would write the number down. Well, that same way that we used to use our brain, we used to use our, our memory, that muscle, we no longer do that anymore. You know, when we have our mm-hmm. phones handy, we're like, oh, I'm, I'm letting my phone do everything for me. So we don't even use those muscles anymore, which is why I asked the question about is it to our detriment? All these things, you know, um, you know, the Uber Eats. Can't you just get up and go or is it sometimes useful to just call them, you know, for convenience or whatsoever? Um, those are just my thoughts. Uh, Andy, you um, <laughs> agree, disagree? He agrees. Um, okay, so let's get to this. Uh, Marcus Atkins says, changing and putting air in a tire are as far as I go. And luckily, I haven't had a blowout on the free- on the highway. I have, and it's no joke. And uh, and I called my man. <laughs> and, and I called my man. <laughs> it was a car full of, full, of, full of girls, and we called our men, and he came and he helped me. So shout out to Robbie. Uh, John Jackson, hello to you. John says, Bill Cosby's son would be alive today if his female friend had changed her own tire. Whoa, that 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 hit right there. Um, I don't know if you all remember that story. If not, uh, go ahead and, and look it up. Uh, Fahima Sex says it's okay as backup to have AAA. However, girls should know uh, to change tires and oil, and guys should know how to cook and do their laundry. I think it's a fair it's a fair point. I know I'm going to take my girls out and show them. Well, they're already learning some of the basics, but especially before they leave the house, I think that's important. Um, okay, mm-hmm. Stephanie. Oh, we got to keep you on the line so we can get to this Fat Joe conversation because the man said 95% of his uh, raps are lies. Okay, we're going to get to that on the other side. Yeah. Uh, right now, though, we've got news, traffic, and sports. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on The Raw Report. You are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. You know what? One of my favorite things in the world is to watch Andy through this window. Jamming. Jamming. I could listen to that song all day. That's a that's a whole mood right there. Uh, we are talking about Fat Joe right now. We just finished talking about whether you are a man still if you use roadside assistance because... <laughs> Ricky Smiley tends to think that that's funny. And it looks like most of you guys agree with the poll question that you should know how to change a tire as as a man, just as, as an essential thing in life. Uh, most of you, 80% of you say yes. And then uh, 20% of you say, for what? I have AAA. Um, Andy. Let's change the narrative. Okay. We've been, we've been talking about it throughout the show. Everybody. Everybody should know. Should know. Just like everybody should know how to cook. And clean. And clean. Yes, yes. Th- then there's that on that. Okay, 100. so we, we we agree. Uh, we are talking with our entertainment contributor, Stephanie, uh, who is on the line with us today. And um, Stephanie, let's go ahead and get into this Fat Joe conversation. Now, as we all know, and we're probably watching a little bit here and there, Young Thug uh, is on trial right now. For a Rico case and um, Young Thug, who is a rapper, they're basically asking. And one of the big things in this case was to see if the prosecutors could use his lyrics, his rap lyrics against him, because he said a lot of things in his songs, very violent things and very telling things if they were true. 
he claims, obviously, his side and, and defense says those things are untrue. He's just being creative. He is an artist. He is an actor. <laughs> and those those are the reasons why he comes off that way in his songs. Now, Fat Joe is is <laughs> has recently t- uh, come out and he's describing in his own words. Uh, Andy, do we have this clip where w- w- let, let's just take a listen to Fat Joe and let me hear what you have to say about it afterwards. Let's listen to it. Uh, I've been rapping professionally for 30 years. I've lied in almost 95 percent of my songs. <laughs> I'm being not lied. I write like I feel that day. Mm-hmm. I'm just being creative. You know, if you, you could probably put, you couldn't build the jail high enough for the lyrics I've said on songs, which are all untrue. What I am is a family man, a person who gives back to my community all the time, open businesses in my community. So the music would never amount to the actual person, Joseph Cartagena. Mm-hmm. Okay. You heard it from him. <laughs> Stephanie O, uh, number one, is that believable? Um you got to look at it from both ways. Is does it sound mm-hmm. believable that his most of his lot of his raps are lies, or is it something that maybe he's saying to sort of help uh, the case of Young Thug right now? So I feel there's two, there's two things I feel about this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily feel like it's uh, to start. I don't necessarily feel it's to 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 help Young Thug. It's more so to help him. Um, mm. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Um, a lot of these rappers are either rapping a their lives or things that they've seen. You know, a lot of rappers grew up in a certain environment that they are rapping about the things that they've seen. Doesn't necessarily mean it's their life, but they're rapping about things they've seen. Yeah. Now, here's my issue that I take with that is if it's not your life that you're rapping about and it's all fabrication and clearly these things are not feeding the culture in a positive way. If you're a family man who gives back to the culture, but then you're rapping about something else, why not rap about what you are? Mm. Why not rap about the positive? Why not rap about the good things? If that's who you are in reality, you know, what is keeping you from rapping about those things versus rapping about damaging things? Like, why are you choosing to rap about damaging things instead? Mm-hmm. Um, people can say, yeah, it sells, but it's selling because we're making it. Mm. <sighs> she ain't lying. Stephanie is not <laughs> lying. You are not lying about that. Here's here's where I stand with this. Um, now that you've built this entire career, you've built an entire life successful, you have the money, you have all the means, you're taking care of your family, you're eating good. And, you know, by what he says, he's a family man. And, um It's not that I don't think he isn't. That's great. And trust me, I love Fat Joe. I love Fat Joe. I I saw the man one time and I said, we got to take a pic. I mean, I have a really nice photo with with Fat Joe. I love the guy. Mm -hmm. I love the artist. But the problem that I have with this is knowing a lot of the things that you would talk about and knowing how influential what you are saying is to the hip hop community and to other young rappers who are on the rise why wouldn't you say something? Why wouldn't you stop um, stop a lot of these guys and put the truth out then? But now you're, you're, you're talking about, oh, it was lies now that you've already built something for yourself. But 
I don't understand why you wouldn't stop the influence that you had while you were on your come up. And I, I get what you're saying, Stephanie. You're like, listen, it sells. You know, you, you're just you're you're trying to make money. You're trying to sell records. I get that. But just seeing how damaging that could be and probably was for some people inside the, the hip hop community. Wouldn't that be a problem? Do you see that as a problem that now that you're grown, you're old, your your kids are probably up out the house. You have all this money. You're established. Now you're trying to tell me that 95 percent of your raps are lies rather than coming out and saying, with yeah, tell, tell these people to stop. Hey, y'all, I'm lying. <laughs> I 100 percent agree with you. I feel that that should have been if he was if if. Heavy on the if. If it was all lies, then he should have said that a long time ago. And rap about what your real life is. Like, you can rap and be successful rapping about your real life. The positive can be successful, too. It's, it's you know, lean back can be just as successful if you're not rapping about crime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, some of his most successful songs, I mean, all the way up. Like, you know, it's like these are songs you didn't have to rap about crime, and I think they would still be fine. Mm. But, you know, it's like, why wait now? And that's why I feel like you're saying this now, because lyrics are being used against people in court. Now, had they not been used, you probably wouldn't be saying that it's fake. Mm. Um, I'm not saying whether this was his life or not. I've personally believe that he probably did do it at some point in his life in his early years and maybe he doesn't now but still it's mm-hmm. like if you're telling me that it's lies and you never did it at all let me just say that i believe you let's just say you never did any of these things then you should have said that a long time ago and mm-hmm. rap about who you really are. You know, the funny Make thing that is famous. the funny thing. The funny thing is, Stephanie, having this conversation with you because you called several things out, you know, t- the times that you've been here. And we are now retroactively li- watching people go back and, and talk about things from the past. Fat Joe being one of them, he says he got the name Joey Crack, not from drugs, but because when he was younger, he would stand up in the crack of his butt would show. This is what he's saying. You're, are, are we trying to paint this picture now? Because even Young Thug, to there's a clip that I had seen recently where his attorney is now trying to profess that Thug <laughs> means truly humble under God is what he's trying to <laughs> make it seem like. So it's almost like they are trying to. So someone said it here in the uh, in the in the chat in our youtube chat houston texas says fat joe is being proactive to stay out of jail do you think that's what this whole thing is about him just trying to be like listen i see what y'all did with that uh with that adult survivors act in new york we never know what could come from this with with all these rappers so now you know maybe fat joe and others i wouldn't be surprised if we start hearing from other people trying to uh soften the blow of maybe their lyrics that they've had in their career oh absolutely i would not be surprised if more people came out and said oh everything's fake everything's a lie. Rick Ross will probably totally get into this whole, you know, I'm a cop thing. (laughs) He will never be the biggest boss thus far ever again. Like, it's just, I feel like that's where everybody's going with it. Yeah. They see what's happening with young thug and they don't want to be next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Forrest Harrison says if they use his lyrics against him, then Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone and every other action movie star should go to jail. Is that the same thing? I mean, can it, you know, 
obviously we know that rappers are create they're poets essentially right they're poets you're putting together rhymes but like you said uh for the most part what they're trying to do is practice or they're trying to uh rap about what they've seen what they know to be true um but there is some sort of creative art artistry around this uh do the two correlate andy let me ask you did the two correlate they don't correlate at all because you know hip-hop you know they they take pride on being authentic and being real mm. you know what i'm saying yeah we come from the struggle but i'm about to give you real scenarios real situations or whatnot now do rappers embellish 100 mm-hmm. percent? that's why i'm like fat joe i i don't like the word lying i think he mm. embellishes on a lot of, of of his raps or whatnot, but you know, to 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 Miss Stephanie's point, one hundred percent. Like this is this is a PR statement mm-hmm. to uh, you know kind of defend Young Thug. Mm. You feel me? And any other rapper and himself mm-hmm. to absolve them from any lyrics. You know what I'm saying that they said in the past mm-hmm. because, like you said, you can go ahead and go into the archives. And there was a lot of negativity being spewed out there. Mm. And if and if and if you guys were speaking the truth, y'all know y'all are in kind of some crazy situations. <laughs> um, and the thing that makes it different from acting too is that actors don't write their script. Actors mm. also, when the director yells "cut," they are no longer acting. Whereas with rap, they keep that persona going mm. when they're out. They keep that persona going outside the music video, outside the song. They keep that persona. So they never stop acting like rappers. Like like Andy said, it's very much hip-hop is built on this idea of authenticity. So they keep this thing going. So it's very different. It's not like actors where Arnold Schwarzenegger, you yell, cut. He's not the Terminator, right? now he wasn't the terminator when he was the governor of california like he was not (laughs) you know what i mean like he he it was very different like young thug was very much young thug on the music video and he was young thug when you saw him on instagram he was young thug when you saw him in the club he was young thug when you saw him in the mall it's a good point no that that's a very very valid point uh but to that point marcus atkins says a lot of rappers have ghost writers where someone else creates their rap messages and images so you know that's sort of if you want to correlate the two as actors that's somewhat like writing a script and, and an actor uh performing it um there's so much around this this conversation, but I just don't you know, it's it, it's funny. We were talking about Andre 3000 recently where he, you know, obviously released his album, which I've not heard yet. It's it's purely flute. Andy, you've heard it. Uh, OK, he's not even trying. OK, so uh, he's there's no lyrics. It's only instruments. It's flute. It's, it's he's playing the flute. Well, to Andy's point that he made, why couldn't. Andre 3000, because he, he mentioned this. He said, what am I going to rap about right now uh, that I have a colonoscopy or, you know, and to mm-hmm. a to a, a degree, you're like, well, why not? Because t- that will relate to, to a certain target audience. Right. Um, are we can we even look forward to the rap industry cha- turning around? We talked about this yesterday where uh, Dr. or the other day, Dr. Umar Johnson said that the hip hop community has created more damage than good and you know to a a large extent you would agree when you have rappers 
like Fat Joe and other people who are putting out all this negativity and violence and uh, and they're not telling the real part of their lives like he just came back and admitted. Do you think we're ever going to see a change to where rappers and maybe even older rappers will start to just be real and truly authentic about being a family guy or going to get a colonoscopy? Stephanie? <laughs> I think they can if they can be creative and be good rappers while doing it. And maybe they don't even have to just rap about family life. It's just about just rapping about something that's not about, you know, things that are destructive. I mean, I, I understood what Andre 3000 was saying because essentially what it boiled down to, at least from what I understand, is the man has writer's block. So it wasn't so much that he was saying, you know, I'm too old to do this or, you know, I don't want to rap about a colonoscopy. It was just more so that's not... That's boring and uninspiring to me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of yeah. like what I was getting from what he was saying. Yeah. Like, I can't give you an album of that. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like he just lives a very boring life now compared to, you know, but like if you, let's say you have a Jay-Z, for example. Jay-Z gave us 444 as his last album. Absolutely. He's teasing another album. Nas has been dropping albums every year. So um, it's possible mm -hmm. to get that kind of stuff from people if they want to give it to you. Mm -hmm. Um a yeah. lot of these guys are just kind of immature. <laughs> They're not ready to give that to you yet. I hear that, too. Andy? Yeah, I'm just going to say, you know, generally speaking, I think um, with Andre 3000, because he's not living that street life anymore, that's the reason why he's over here questioning, what am I going to rap about? Mm. Because, you know, when we listen to hip hop, it, 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 it's hard. It's, it's, you know, it's intense. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's raw. You feel me? He's not living that type of life anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Can he rap about a colonoscopy? Yeah. You know, like Stephanie said, be creative. But are people going to gravitate to that? Right. You know, people listen to hip hop in a lot of ways. I call it like an audio movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like an action flick. You know what I'm saying? And Jay-Z, yeah, he did drop 444. But was it one of his successful albums? Not no, it, yeah, and it, and it wasn't. I mean, he was dropping truth. He was dropping nuggets. Um, last thing that I'll say to wrap I, this up. Go, go ahead, Stephanie. Oh no, I didn't have anything. Oh, okay. The last thing that I will say is. I or I, I'm actually questioning this and maybe this is something that we'll get to talk about next week because Stephanie I know we got to let you get out of here um, the one thing that I really want to know is will we ever I mean I, I'm still a hip-hop head but the hip-hop that I love is from when I grew up listening to it I still love that hip-hop there are still certain artists who have um, they've evolved over time that I've grown to love still but will we as consumers ever stop putting our love and stop listening to hip hop. I want to, I, I want to, I want to figure this out. I want to talk about this probably at another day, but Stephanie, Oh, it was so great talking with you. Um, you know, hope to hope we hope to get you in the studio next, uh, next time you're here, but uh, having you on the phone was still the same. So we definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad, always glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, enjoy your weekend and we will uh, talk with you very, very soon. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. Absolutely. When we come forward, we got a little bit of it's it's like a holiday season. We got a little bit of a who's got next and what not to miss on the other side. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy Lil Real. Right now, I'm hanging out with Robin on the Raw Report. That's right. Uh, well, I do appreciate, I don't know who this is, but someone just left a an open mic note. And we want to go ahead and play it because it's, it's right on topic. Let's take a listen to it. As Fat Joe says, rap was all about storytelling. Sometimes a rapper could get into some things about his life 
you know, Jay-Z did that with his 444 album. And he probably did that all throughout his career about his, his drug dealing life. But for the most part, when you hear somebody say, like, if you, you come to my door, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to rape your kids and throw them over the bridge, as Notorious B.I.G. says, something like that. All that was was a movie in vocal form over a beat, trying to say something as shocking and as unimaginable as possible to really differentiate yourself, to say something different, to, to just go in a different lane. It was never meant to be, this is supposed to be your life. This is how you're supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to live. You should do this. Rap was only and is only entertainment purposes only. Here, here. Okay. Um, I mean, I can't necessarily disagree with that. Um, they, we actually have one more that I'd like to play. This is to, uh, this is regarding the conversation that we had the other day regarding uh, Nardo Wick, the rapper who whose entourage assaulted a fan. This is what one uh, listener had to say. Let's take a listen. <clears throat> Hi, this is um, concerning the rapper and his entourage that jumped the, the, the fan. No, the, the rapper, he could have stopped that. He could have stopped. He was right there. So I don't understand why he, he's saying, oh, I tried to de-escalate it. No, he could have put a stop to it. He was a star. So I don't know what he's talking about. Have okay. a good day. Bye. Well, thank you so much for the, the comments and the open mics. You guys are more than welcome to always call and leave your opinion. So thank you for those. Um, I will say that uh, I, I agree. I think... The case of the gentleman who called is similar to what you were saying, Andy, in, in terms of embellishment, embellishment. Yeah, you may not do something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just embellishing and maybe something rhymes with uh, with what you're already doing. My my pr the problem that I have with that is that though you may not technically live that lifestyle, it's still influential what you're saying. People will probably still. Uh, hear it, they they might think that, that that's cool. They may try to do something like that. And we've seen it time and time and time again. But I do agree that it is an art form. That's literally what it is. I was a, a, a poet, poetry writer for many years. So, you know, of course, naturally, I got skills with the flow too. No, I'm just kidding. But naturally, I get it. I understand what it's like to put words together and be creative with your words. You, you know, um, you, you, you do embellish this, this style, this, um, you know, this creativity, the, the, the thoughts in your mind. I get that. I'm just saying that they are still harmful or could have been harmful and people have got to take accountability for that well listen i didn't have time to get to the who's got next we're gonna we're gonna play it next week because we are officially in december that means i'm gonna be playing holiday music some good music some new artists it's all gonna be so nice well happy friday to all of you i hope that you had a wonderful time with us on the raw report today i know i did andy did you have a good time today he says he did. All right. Well, we appreciate you all. Have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. And remember, today and every day forward, be a blessing.